Welcome to Granite Creek. If it's your first time, if you're visiting, if you're here to see loved ones get baptized, make yourselves at home. We'd, we'd love that you're here, and it's, just, it's, a, it's an honor to have you with us. Uh, I'm Pastor Joshua Kapczynski. I'm the lead pastor here, and again, it's an honor to have you with us. We have a lot of amazing things that are going on right now, so read your bulletin. Um, there's just, we got a lot of things going on, so we'd love to Invite you to plug on in, push on in. If you're looking for friends, if you're looking for community, if you're looking for discipleship, we'd love for you to join us. Now, on that note, uh, let's, we're going to go ahead and receive the offering right now. So if I could have the ushers come to the front. Go ahead and pass those baskets. And then I've asked Pastor Larry to give us a little update on our, our family in Maui. And so he's going to read a little bit, and then he's going to uh, lead us in communion. Dad, come on up. One of the things that I've learned after about 4,000 years in ministry <laughs> is that most of the time when we're in the, in the middle of a miracle, we don't know it. And we get through it, and you look back, and you go, wow, that was a miracle. God, God was pulling something off big. And, um, you know, last week was, was one of those weeks for me. For those of you that don't quite understand, what, if you're fairly, if you knew, the, knew right now our first time here, um, last week I was in Lahaina. And um, it was a, um, uh, I, I went there... Let me give you just a real quick history or something, and I don't want to spend a great deal of time, but it's, it's some, to, for this story to really weave together, there's so many things that you, you kind of need to know about this, about how God is faithful when you don't even have a clue. When you, how, how faithful and how incredibly this God that we serve really honestly is. But... Uh, I'm going to go back 15 years, sorry, I won't take that long, but about 15 years ago, uh, I was in Africa, uh, Joyce was with me, and uh, we had a team of us in Africa, and I, we were out with some bushmen, I was running with these bushmen, and I was out of shape, I felt like, I'm, man, I'm in a bad way, and, they, and I know these guys, if I fall over and die here, they're going to eat me, and, uh, <laughs> and so I... Um, I came home, I went to see my doctor, and he said, oh, you're not going home, you're going in for open heart surgery. And, oh, wow. And so it was just kind of a, kind of a series of events of what I look like, like a downward spiral. And, um, and during this time, I realized something, that here I am, um, I, as a pastor a number of years, when I first was in the ministry, I had a choice of opting out of Social Security, and so I think I can do more better with my money than than the government can, which I, which anybody can, um, but um, so I, um, Janice and I started flipping houses. Just want, you know, kind of, we just started flipping houses. We were because as in in the ministry, we've always had a side job. We never really expected for the, the the church to totally support us, and we always were like the Apostle Paul. We were tent making. And so we were doing this, and not, not that we had any real experience at that time, and so, but we were working 
doing our work mostly up in, in Lake Arrowhead in that area. And just, you know, going, and all my friends or pastoral friends were saying, hey, you, you got to take a break from things. You need to go out and play golf on Mondays instead of working. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do, I, I've got, I got, I got a plan. So we had a plan. And um, so we started flipping houses and got to the place to where we had one that we could keep. And then we kept working and working and working and doing this over a period of time. And our goal was to end up in Maui to have a place that we could go to in Maui and that we could also rent out to be our income as retired pastors because that's basically all you know we could have. And so, so bottom line to it is a couple of years ago, we reached a place to where we said, okay, we're doing this last place in, in Lake Arrowhead. And uh, if you ever go to Lake Arrowhead, you may have gone past our place. It is incredible. Uh, but, but anyway, so we... we um, we, we went to Maui right at the end of COVID, and uh, when everything was basically still closed down in, in Maui, and the prices were right. They were just right. And God did a miracle and opened up a door for us for a place uh, in Lahaina that was just an, an incredible place and was... And so we spent a lot of time there remodeling it and getting it to where it would be desirable for it to be rented out as an Airbnb. And so just to kind of put these pieces together, you know, if you kind of understand what's going on and how God had a plan. If years ago when I was the senior pastor before Josh was the senior pastor, one of my main goals in ministry to have you understand is to position yourself for God's blessings. If you want God's blessings, you have to do things God's way. And so many, it's just amazing to me how people say, you know, well, you know, if God means for it to happen, it'll just happen. That's one of the biggest lies the enemy has thrown out. God, God's will is not always done. The Bible says that it's God's will that all men come to repentance. And I don't know if you know it, but there are at least three people who haven't come to repentance. Yet. <laughs> so God's will is not always done. We have to work to pull God's will off and be obedient to what God has made laid out before us. And so many people have missed God's blessings spiritually, financially, and emotionally by not positioning himself, by not obeying what God tells them to do in his word. And so, I mean, I, it's, you know, and so the importance of being a tither and being a giver The Bible says the purpose of the tithe is to show that God is first in your life. I didn't say that. God said it. And and the Bible also says that when you bring the full tithe into the house, the full tithe into the household of the Lord, he will rebuke the devourer, the one that is eating your your finances. Every time we get to the place of something, we think we're going to make it, something goes wrong. That's because you've opened yourself up to the devourer. You have not positioned yourself for God's blessings. And so, as Janice and I, have, we were working through these times. We ended up at this place, beautiful place in Hawaii, and some of you have been there. And, it's, and yes, it is in Lahaina. Uh, it was not in the part that burned down. The part that burned down in Lahaina was just a, it was the older section. Lahaina originally was a, um, well, originally it was the seat of the Hawaiian kingdom. And then uh, later on, as time went along, when, when sailing ships started coming through, and uh, it's where all the whales 
migrate during the, uh, during the winter months, uh, and it was just a source of, of whale oil. And so all the whaling ships would come in. And in Lahaina, this old section that burned down, it was just a historic, beautiful landmark. It was a treasure, it was a jewel, but the problem was is that all of those buildings, the wood in them was about 150 years old. And when this, when this fire broke out, it was just ripe, ripe to explode in, in fire, and, and it did. But one of the saddest things to me, if you've been, how many of you have been to Lahaina? Have you been to Front Street? Oh, you know, you know what a beautiful place it really is. And uh, right across, you know, in that area, right on Front Street, there's one particular home that's always been special to me because it's called the Baldwin House. The Baldwin House, Baldwin was a missionary. And he brought, he, he followed up with another guy named Hiram that, that uh, was the first missionary to, to this part and leading people to the Lord. And, you know, as I, because I've done so much missionary work in my whole, whole life, one of the things I always hear is, oh, well, you missionaries, you, you come in and you ruin cultures for people. You ruin the cultures. Now, that may have been true in some places. The goal of a missionary is not to make everybody Americans. It's to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ into a culture. And so the way that uh, Baldwin ruined the culture is he stopped infant sacrifice. Oh, what a horrible cultural thing to lose. Um, when, when a loved one died, uh, it was common, it was expected for you in, in this culture to take a rock and to break your front teeth out. And uh, he just said, no, no, there's different ways of grieving. Let's do it the right way. Baldwin, who was also a medical doctor, saved the island, the entire island, from, from, um, from smallpox. At one time, some of you, if you've, if you've been to Maui, you know this is, this is a really a big one. But he went from, on his horse, went from Lahaina to Hana. You know, and I mean, the road to Hana is like the big one. You know, oh, wow, I survived the road to Hana. But Baldwin took vaccine down to Hana. This was a man who loved the people. He wasn't running the culture. He was saving the culture. And I know as missionaries, sometimes things have, been, have gone wrong, and they've done some things wrong. Missionaries are not, they're not perfect. But what they are is they, uh, they are lovers of, that, of, of those people. And so... The sad thing to me was this, this monument to the missionaries, to the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it was the, his house was burned down. It's gone. It's not there anymore. The, uh, the banyan tree, that you, if you've been there, this is a banyan tree that covers the whole block. And um, they're not sure if it's going to make it or not. Probably not. But behind all this area of Front Street was all these old houses where the workers lived. Um, and there's the people that we took the offering for last week. Um, that's where they lived. And they, they lost their house. They lost their cars. They lost everything. All they were able to save was just their, their two dogs. And, uh, and, and they got out. And so I just, you know, want you, I want to, you know, let you know that, that God has a plan. And in this plan, as, as Janice has been in really close communication, um, you know, with Priscilla and Tom, uh, the, the doors are beginning to open up. 
our church took this offering for, for you guys. Wow. <laughs> Why would you do that? You know, and because that's how people who love people, that's what they do. And so there's already some doors that are opening. I'm going to read a letter to you from Tom in a minute. But I do want to say thank you to all those that, that, that gave last week to Tom and then also to a church that I go to when I'm there um, called King's Cathedral. If you've been watching the news, sometimes you'll see, um, particularly I saw one, one of the guys that was, one of the men that, was, that lost his life in the fire, uh, they showed a picture of, an, uh, of him before, obviously before the f- fire. And... Um, he had a King's Cathedral T-shirt on, and so I know he was a part of that church that I go to when I was when I'm there. But when when I when I was there, as I went there to do some work on our place, Janet stayed here. She had had eye surgery, and she was afraid of getting dust in her eyes, and so I went there to do some work on on our place there to get kind of get it ready for this next upcoming season through the holidays and the, the upcoming whale season, which is a big time. You know, if you've never se- if you've never seen a humpback whale breach the water and jump out of the water and fall over backwards, you haven't lived. <laughs> It is the most incredible thing to see an animal the size of a school bus to, to come up out of the water and, 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 uh, and to be out on a boat and, and to be just a few feet from them doing that and to see God's creation. And, and you realize the, the joy that God has is seeing his animals enjoy what he created. But... So I, I, I'd been there, and I was getting ready to leave, and it was the, the night before the fire happened, and I, there's a place that I like to go there. Okay, if you know the Paia Fish House down right across from the banyan tree. And I, I want to go there, and I I'm kind of tired. I'll, I'll wait. I'll do it next time. I'm not going to go. I'm going to s- settle for something from ABC store. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I, I just kind of hunkered in for the evening, and and then I, was, then I thought, I've got to get this place cleaned up. So I took all my food that was in the refrigerator, which basically ended up of some, some old fried chicken from Safeway. And uh, <laughs> uh, just you know, all, all the food that I had there, because and I, and I, I'm leaving the next morning. And so I just I threw it all away, threw it in the dumpster. And so the, in the morning, I, I get up and I get in the car to, to drive down. And I get right in front of Connapoly, if you know where that is. And... Uh, the police turned me around. You're not going in there. I said, I gotta, I gotta catch a flight. No, you don't. You gotta turn around and go back. Uh, but I, I, I t- hurry, get out of here. We, we, we got stuff to do. Get, go, 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 go. So I had to go. Oh, wow. And uh, there was no communication, by the way. We had no idea what, what was going on. I mean, I knew there was a fire because I could see the, the glow from the fire, and, and, but I didn't know that the roads were closed down. So, oh man, how am I gonna get, what's gonna happen here? And, um, so I went back to my to my to the, our our place our, our condominium, and uh, I said, "Man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do?" And I realized I'm getting hungry, and all the stores were closed, nothing was open. There's no electricity, and what am I going to do? Uh, well, I know where some food is, and so I go out and I climb in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm in the dumpster, and you know when you throw stuff in the dumpster, you don't place it in? 
And so I just get through it. And so I'm digging around in the dumpster looking for my old fried chicken. And, uh, and, and uh, oh, man. And so a woman comes out, and she's looking at me. And I just said, I'm looking for my own food. And she's like, okay, yeah. Uh, and so I eventually, I, I uh, found a little bit, but most of it was spread all over the, the rest of the dumpster. And I got a little bit of, little bit of dignity. And uh, so I was, in, I was in our place thinking, well, maybe I'll drive up to Nepali, and maybe in Nepali Market will be open. If, again, if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's just, just right, just a few, just, well, a minute drive from our place. And... Um, I went up to Nepali Market, and it was a line. It was open, but there was a line all the way around the parking lot. I mean, it would have taken several hours to get in. And I'm looking around, and I'm seeing a, uh, people walking around with plates of food. And I go, well, what's going on here? So I kind of fo- back followed it, and there was a line right by the fire station, and uh, they were feeding people. And so, well, I, and I got in line, and uh, I said, who's doing this? And they said, I don't know. Uh, we don't know. We're just standing in line, too. And so, okay, so I, I'm looking around, and I, I realized something. How important what we do every Saturday really is. I was on the other side of it. I wasn't the one behind the table giving the food out. I was the guy on the other side of the table saying, I'm hungry, can you help me? Wow. What, we, what we do, and what those of you that are there helping at the, at the food bank... You, you understand, you know, and, and you see it. If you, I, want, you know, I want to encourage you, if you've never worked in the food bank, if you've never given a Saturday to the food bank, you will be, your life will be richer. Amen. Your life will be richer. But as I, was, as I was going through this stuff and realizing, man, what we do is so valuable. What we do is so, impo- is so necessary. This is not just a little thing. And, and I got up to the front. I said, who's, who, who, who's, who's doing this? And they just said, oh, just God bless you. God bless you. And it wasn't anybody looking for, for we're doing this. But it was just God bless you. God bless you. Well, who's doing this? Oh, don't worry about that. Just, just God bless you. And so the importance of being there to serve in tough times is one of the ways that you can position yourself to receive God's blessings. Being there to serve is one of the ways that you can position yourself. And so later on, the next day, by the way, just a little side note, no electricity, none at all. And at nighttime to go outside with no light pollution. We forget what it's like. Yeah. We forget what, and to look up and to see the Milky Way. See, oh, wow, God. This little fire is not that big of a deal, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the next day, I'm trying to get around. I finally, uh, there was a way to get to the airport around the top, if you've been around the area. It's, it's a one-lane one uh, street around the top of the island, and one of the ladies on the news says, that road's not even safe during good times, uh, you know, which is, is the truth. Janice and I tried it one time together, and she made me turn around and go back. But, um, so, but I, you know, I was able to, to drive around that way and, and get to the airport the next day. 
and I and I went in to try and catch a flight, and, this, and everything's shut down. You can't go. You can't go. You can't go. And so I ran into this one lady, and I and I she said, "What can I help you with something?" And I said, "Yeah, I need to get out." And she said, "Well, everything is shut down. There's just let, let me let me let me stick with you for it. Let me let me try something." So uh, she she um, went back to one of the back doors of the Hawaiian Airlines, and. And she and she for about she said you sit here and wait and so I'm sitting there waiting, and you know and after about five hours, l- literally I'm not that's not a caption C uh, exaggeration, <laughs> which you know is very easy to, but uh, like being in the ministry for four thousand years, but um, you know she come she come along no I'm still working I'm still working I'm still working I'm still working okay 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 so she comes out and she said I did it <laughs> I did it. I got, I got, I got you out. I got you out. But you've got to go. You've got to fly from here to from 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 here to to Kona, from Kona to Honolulu, uh, and then from Honolulu to uh, to Seattle, and then from Seattle. Which, and I said, I don't care, you know. And uh, and so I said, I said, you know what? Thanks for spending so much time helping with this. And I said, I, I really, really appreciate it. You've been such a sweetheart. Thank you. And I says. By you know, I said, first of all, I need to give you a hug. <laughs> and so I hugged her and I said, um, "What's your name?" She says, "Angel." No. I said, "You've got the right name." So I, I went and took took her took her her, her beginning paperwork to the front to the desk for to get the tickets, and I gave it to the guy behind the desk, and he says, oh, "Yeah." He looks at it, and he says, this is, I don't think this is going to happen. And he put it, and he says, whoa. And he printed it off, and he reaches down, and he pulls this ticket out. And he said, this is the first one I have seen all day. This was at 6 o'clock in the evening. And he said, he said, you are so lucky. And I said, no, I am so blessed. Positioning yourself for God's blessings. You want to live under luck or you want to live under blessing? Amen. You want your finances to be under God's plan or under, I was going to say Bidenomics, but I'm not going to say that. Uh, God, God does a lot better deal in handling finances. He really does. And I, you know, I, I usually just throw the tickets away. You know, and I, you know what? This is going to be a reminder. Jehovah Jireh, yeah, right. Amen. God, my provider. Are you in a place in your life where you need God to provide? Position yourself for God's blessings. Yeah. Position yourself. You having tough, tough times uh, in, in your life? Position yourself. And not just when you get in a jam, but live in a position of God's blessings. And you too can have a ticket like this. And you know, as I was, when I got home, I was looking through my backpack, because that's all I could bring with me was just one backpack. They said, you can't check any luggage. I said, I didn't figure that, so I just left everything there. And... Um, and so I was going through my backpack, and I saw this. 
And it was just like, like almost like it was glowing in, in my backpack. I mean, it wasn't really. That's a Kapczynskiism. But uh, I, I saw this and I said, oh, God, you provided a miracle. I get it now. I get it now. I get it now. I didn't see it at the time. I was frustrated. I wanted to get out of there. I didn't know what was going to happen. And you see, as, as we are in those places of living in God's blessings and having God do miracles in our lives, it's, it's valuable that you understand that God did it to be able to look back on it. My whole life has been in, in places of, of seeing God's miracles and, and, and watching what God can do when there is no other way. And I've been in so many places of disasters throughout, throughout our years of doing the short-term missionary work that we do through, through kid care, of, whether it was Kosovo and, and being there to meet the needs of people whether it was in, in Haiti, being there to meet the needs of people. Of my, my wife was in Haiti when the ground was still shaking, and, and um, I just had open-heart surgery, and she's there, and the ground is still shaking, and she took my nurses with her to, to, to Haiti. And I'm, what about... What about? But, <laughs> um, but, you know, to, to be in, in, in Chechnya and to, to see how God did an incredible miracle... And I was living in, in Chechnya. I was living in the middle of a miracle and didn't even know it. And then after I got home and began to put the pieces together, I go, holy smokes, look what God did. Boy, God really pulled it off big time. And so positioning yourself for God's blessings. Financially, bring the full tithe into the house of the Lord. And then give those offerings above the tithe. And that's, that's what you did last week. I hope you didn't try and direct your tithes towards this because that, that, that's not how God does business. You bring your tithe to the house of the Lord and then, then you give things beyond that. The Bible says that when you, when you bring that tithe to the Lord that he will hold back the hand of the devourer. Your finances will be protected. They, they will be protected. I, I can promise you that. Janice and I have lived a life of seeing God protect. And he does so well at protecting. He does a lot better managing my finances than I do. This is from, from Tom. Tom and Priscilla. They're, she is the housekeeper that we use when people check in and then they leave a mess and they check out and Priscilla comes in and cleans it up. And if there's something that's broken, Tom fixes it. And his, I, I love his, his nickname. He's given himself Maui Tom. <laughs> so this is from Maui Tom and Maui Priscilla, I guess. Yeah. Words can't begin to express the depth of gratitude upon receiving your heartfelt message. The, um, the thousands of people that have been, uh, have lost, lost their homes in Maui is such a big problem. Maui in your heart, and your, keep Maui in your heart and your prayers, and us is an, is an immeasurable comfort and warmth. It is a gesture like a lo- the love that we could never imagine and the boundless goodness that exists even in the midst of a crisis. Your generous offering is not only a beacon of hope for us, but it will undoubtedly touch the lives of numbers 
of, of families that are, that are in danger. And we are firmly committed to ensuring that this kindness is extended to as many people as possible. If this, uh, and he asks us how, how okay. once again, thank you for holding us up and for the, in, for the entire uh, Maui community in your thoughts and your prayers. Your love for us will always stay with us, and we join uh, you in the hopes and the aspirations. With the warmest regards and the deepest of gratitude, Tom and Priscilla. And so you sowed seeds by showing some people that you've never seen, and maybe you, you will never see them. You sowed some seeds in some people's lives because you gave an offering. If you weren't here last week and you'd like to, to give again um, in, or, or would like to give, um, we're going to, I think what we'll do, instead of passing the offering baskets, I think we'll just uh, put a, a basket in, 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 in the back several places where you can drop something in if you want to, to help them and help so many other people that have lost so much and have, um, have lost the whole focus of their life. They don't know what they're going to do. And, you know, you see the governor of, of, of Hawaii, you know, and the, uh, the mayor of each, each, each county has a mayor. And the, and, um, the county is an island. So, um, but each, they're saying, don't come. Tourists, stay away. Don't come. Don't come. Don't come. And, but the working class people are saying, please come. We have no jobs until you get here. Maui, Hawaii is, especially Maui, is seventy uh, percent totally through tourism. Eighty percent is is another ten percent is indirectly through through tourism. So they depend on that. And so go to Maui. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry you won't be able to see Lahaina, uh, but I just want to encourage you to pray for them and to bless them. I'm going to ask you if you would just join me with, let's pray for them right now. The church that I go to, King's Cathedral, and there's right across the street, there's another little church uh, right across from our place, and it's called Citizens Church. They're showing up and, and uh, doing their work. Uh, they're doing a, a great job there also. But Father, we just, we, right now, we, the people in Maui that, especially in the Haina, that have lost so much, the families that were, God, their, their dreams were, were dashed as they were just recovering from COVID, just beginning to get back into to a life and then to have everything taken away from them. I just pray right now, Lord, that you would, God, reach out and God, for the, the Christians that are there, that you would give them boldness in their witness. And God, I know what the devil means for good, you can all, for bad, you can always turn into good. God, and I pray right now, Lord, that you would give the Christians and the churches the strength to, to reach out. And I, we just bless them all right now in the name of Jesus. And God, that you would strengthen those churches and you would bless them. God, give them the resources that are necessary to pull off all that you have in mind. 
And we love you, Lord, and we thank you that you give us the option. Do we want to position ourselves for your blessings? Do we want to position ourselves for your miracles? Lord, I just personally want to apologize for not being smart enough to realize that I'm living in the middle of a miracle. The times that it's not until I get away and look back and go, oh, wow, that was the hand of God. I thank you, Father, for all that you're doing. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Pastor Josh asked me to, uh, to, to do communion. And, um, you know, uh, two Sundays ago when I was sitting in King's Cathedral, uh, we were doing communion, and I looked at them, and they had the very same cup. <laughs> the very same one. I thought, oh, that's cool. It's just like home. And uh, it was. It's just like home. And, uh, you know, the Bible tells us that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, they had a, it was a dinner time. They were celebrating the, the Passover. And uh, the Bible tells us that the night of betrayed that Jesus took, the, took the, the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. And see, his, his body, we, we, sometimes we don't really quite get it. But his body took all of mankind's sin, all of it, and it was dumped on him. And that's the reason that he was saying, I really, Father, if there's another way, let's do it another way. I really don't want to do this if we can. Is there another way, God? No, this is the way it's got to be. See, because God loves you so much that when he knew that you didn't have the ability to get yourself forgiven of sin, that he made a way. And that was through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. A law that God put into effect says that without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins. And Jesus' body carried our sins to the cross. And they were nailed on a cross. And when you read certain ways in Colossians, you realize that it wasn't the Roman soldiers that were swinging the hammer. It was Jesus. And he was nailing those things that separate you from God. He was nailing those to the cross. He was crucifying those things. And so this this phony baloney idea that you be good to impress God, it just ain't going to happen, folks. You can't be that good. We require the body of Jesus Christ, to carry our sins to the cross. And if they are crucified there, we require it. It is not an option. And that is positioning yourself for salvation by saying, I need you, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. Put me into the right relationship with you. And this is what does it. It carries our sins to the cross. And they're crucified there. The the benefit of it, the side benefit, is 
He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Surely he bore our sorrows. And by his stripes we are healed. So when you eat this piece of, 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 of a wafer, eat to your health. The miracle of God. We bless this now in the name of Jesus. We receive the fact that our sins are nailed to the cross. We receive the fact that we can receive healing, physical healing, emotional healing. We receive it now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. They went on and had the rest of their dinner, and the Bible says that after the dinner, that Jesus took the cup. And he had a hard time getting the plastic off of it, too. <laughs> I think the ones in Hawaii are easier to open. <laughs> yeah. He said, that after the dinner, he took the cup and he said, this is a new covenant. This is a new way of doing business, folks. This is a new way. You know, you're no longer religious people. Now you're my brothers and my sisters. Now you get to, you get to enjoy life. You see, Jesus said, I've come that you can have life and have life to the fullest. God expects you to enjoy life. God demands, if you're a follower of Christ, that you're having a good time. Now, not, not as the world would have. Not like they would have across the street from the missionary's home in the uh, Pioneer Square where it was just a uh, house of prostitution and drunkenness. But instead it was, he says, I want you to really enjoy life. I expect you to enjoy life. And so this is a new business. This is a new way of doing things. And without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness you don't have to carry around guilt of sin. He nailed that to the cross. And then he says, now then, go live healthily. Go enjoy life. Get in the big middle of it. Make it good. And that's the reason I can, I can go in the mountains, look, look at the trees. Wow, God. You make good trees. I can, I can go to Hawaii and I can, I, can, I can see the big, huge whale jump out of the water and splash water all over the place and say, wow, God, you really make good whales too. I can go to the Serengeti and sit in the middle of the herd of wildebeest and, and, and experience God's creation there and say, wow, God, these are pretty cool wildebeest. Thank you for them. Oh, by the way, the zebras are pretty cool too. Life. Enjoy life. Get in the big middle of it. But you cannot really enjoy all that God has in mind if you're not positioning yourself for God's blessings by the blood of Jesus Christ. So, to you, my brothers and sisters, drink to health. Drink to life. Missionary Baldwin was 
was teaching the young Hawaiian girls to quit giving your bodies away to the sailors. Hawaiians are very, they were very, they were very open and just would just give, give their bodies away, just anybody that would look at them. He came in and he taught them that Jesus Christ had a plan for their physical bodies. They were temples of the Holy Spirit. And they shouldn't be doing that. And that God had a better plan for, for them. And the sailors got so mad at him because their sex just wasn't that easy to get anymore. The sailors got mad at him and they took the, the, the mosquitoes from their barrels. There was no mosquitoes on the island before. They took the mosquitoes from their, their, their barrels and put it in the, uh, the, into the uh, water tank for, 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 for Missionary Baldwin. And the mosquitoes are still there. They're still there on the island. Sin has consequences. And sometimes as believers, we, we get have to pay the consequences of what other people have done. And until God comes and totally redeems the world and gets rid of the mosquitoes, you know, you may have to f- do spiritual warfare. Enjoy life, but realize the devil's going to challenge you. And when it gets tough, just buckle down and keep going. I hope that uh, Dad's message encouraged you today. I think uh, I think there is something very special about that. It's a special day. So now it is time to position people for blessing. Amen. All right. So if I could have those that are going to be baptized, come on up. And if you don't know, when we baptize people at Granite Creek, it's a celebration. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a football party, except it's not the Dallas Cowboys and your team wins. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. All right. So come on up. Everybody's going to get baptized. There they all are. And what, as they're coming up, let me. There's, I'll talk about this next week, but there's something very special about water, and we don't necessarily know what it is. But a few minutes ago, we received Holy Communion, and that's called a sacrament. It's a holy ordinance from God. And this is, this is the next one. This is baptism. This is a, a holy ordinance. It's a, it's a sacrament. It's a sacred moment. And there's nothing necessarily magic about the water, but we are instructed to do this. And Hebrews talks a little bit about the importance of water. Hebrews 10, therefore, have confidence to enter into the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, 
a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart full of assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean, cleansing us from guilty consciences, and having our bodies washed pure. Let us hold unwaveringly to the hope that we possess. For he promised in his faithfulness. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And let us not give up meeting together. But let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. So there is a cleansing that takes place. This is a, this is a symbolic act that says we're going to become a new creation. We're going to become a clean creation. The old person is going to go down that water. It is a watery grave. And the new person is going to come up. It's going to resurrect out of the water. Now, many of you have been baptized, and I've baptized many of you. Did you know that you too can be washed clean again, even if you've already been baptized once? You can get baptized again in the Spirit. That's what we'll be talking about next week, so I want to encourage you to come on out. But till then, let's baptize in water. Amen? All right. Yeah, you better hang on to that. Where's Jamie? <laughs> Rachel Robles. share a little bit about what your, your, your journey and what God's brought you to to this point? Well, the message today in the music was um, to be the light in my darkness, and like it was so cool that that song was sang today, because that's what I wanted to say. I just wanted to say thank you, Jesus, for always being the light in my darkness, because there's been many times, and so I'm so excited about taking this next step of my journey with you. <laughs> Here we go. Hold my hand right here, and Michael will help you. So, Rachel Robles, are you making Jesus the Lord of your life? Yes. Are you promising to follow him for the rest of your life? Yes. All of your days? Yes. By your public confession and by your testimony, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
There's Grace. Turn around every this way. Aren't they a good-looking couple? Yeah. All right, Dexter, we're gonna we're gonna baptize you first, and then Michael, I want you to help me with Dexter too. I'm gonna have you do the last part, okay? Dexter, you want to give a little testimony of what God has done in your life and what's brought you to this moment? Um, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, He has blessed me with a lot of things and stayed me away from you know. Left, stayed me away from trouble, and I've been always been a good person to all. So <laughs> I hope uh, the people who are not yet baptized will be baptized soon. God bless. Right. Right, let's do the part. Dexter, uh, you love Jesus. Yes. You're gonna follow him for all the rest of your days. Yes. All right. Well, with that confession, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Grace, you want to share what God has done in your heart lately? Well, I know I am so blessed, so I'm just doing it for Jesus. Amen. Yeah. All right, hold my hand. There you go. All right, there you go. All right, Grace, do you love Jesus? Yes. Are you going to follow him all the rest of your days? Yes. All right, with that confession, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Caden Johnson and Pat, our youth pastor Mandy. Caden's family is here today too, so. God for all the things that he's done. He's given me a wonderful family, wonderful friends, and I just want to follow him. Yeah. Okay. Kaden, do you love Jesus? Yes. Do you want to follow him for the rest of your life? Yes. Amen. All right. Upon that public declaration of faith in front of your church family and friends, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
Porter Wanacott. It's going to be baptized by Youth Pastor Mandy. Um, well, I've known uh, I've known God, and non- God has known me for most of my life. And I feel like through in the past few years with the pandemic and uh, in high school and whatever, through trials and tribulations, it's God's still sticking around. So <laughs> I'm sticking around too. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. Porter, do you love Jesus? Yes. Do you promise and want to follow him for the rest of your life? Yes. Amen. All right. Upon that public declaration of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Alexis Clark. has always been there for me in my life. He's brought me, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. He's been the light in my darkness and he's brought me out a lot of situations and I've grown stronger with him over the past year and I dedicated my son um, in June this year so I feel like It was just my time to be baptized. (laughs) All right. Alexis, do you love Jesus? Yes. Do you want to follow him for the rest of your days? Yes. All right. Upon that public declaration of faith, it is my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We welcome Lauren Noyes. Your biggest fan, Brody, is here in from the preschool. to cheer you on, as we all are. We've seen Lauren grow up in this church. 
and God's hand on her life in powerful ways, her whole family. And this year, she wants to get baptized. All right, Lauren, do you want to say anything? No. <laughs> you love Jesus? Yes. Is he the Lord of your life? Yes. Are you going to follow him forever and ever? Yes. All right. With that declaration, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And she had the honor of being baptized by her father, our administrative pastor, Mike Noyce. Oh, I lost my... The water is cold. <laughs> Give a big hand for Lauren Noise. We'd like to welcome Eleanor Ponce. Eleanor is related to our youth past, our children's ministry pastor, Sarah Frias. All right, Ellie. I'm very proud of you, by the way. Is there anything you would like to say? No. All righty. So, Ellie, do you love Jesus? Yes. Are you ready, Ellie, to follow him for the rest of your life? Yeah. All right. With that declaration, I now, I now I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's give it up for everyone who was baptized today, and we bless their families to continue to support and love them, and we as their church family say we love you and we're committed 
to bringing a part of your growing up in the Lord. And we just say yes and amen. All right. So this week, position yourselves for a blessing. It looks like this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he turn towards you in your times of need. And may he fill your home with peace. Go in the peace of God. He wants to bless you. He is for you, not against you. Nothing the enemy has planned can harm you. God bless you guys. Have a great week in the Lord.